Hello and welcome to the second episode of Solomon's Travels. In this episode, we're talking about my family's trip to Paris. During my sister's senior year of high school, which was my freshman year of high school, my family took us on a trip to Paris as a graduation present for my sister. She had always wanted to travel there and explore the country. I was super excited that I would get the opportunity to travel and visit the country, especially because there was a large tournament happening in Paris for a game that I played. The game was Magic the Gathering. Uh, if you don't know what Magic the Gathering is, uh, it's a strategy trading card game that I've played competitively for, at the time, what was four years. It was a tournament with over 1,200 entries. It took a lot of convincing for my family to let a 15-year-old attend a tournament in a completely different country all by myself. But after some reassurance, they agreed that this was an opportunity that I couldn't miss. I remember I had a couple of things on my bucket list for Paris. I wanted to see some museums obviously attend the tournament. But the major thing for me was that I was on a hunt. I wanted to find the best steak. I've always been told how good steak is. A lot of people, when I ask them what their favorite meal is, they say steak. They say things like, oh, like a nice juicy steak is the best. For me, steak has always been just a hunk of meat, nothing special. Even though I wouldn't consider steak anywhere close to my favorite meal, I've always been on the lookout for the perfect steak. I am always down to try a new steak, because what if that one is the one that changes my mind forever? When I was told my family would be traveling to Paris, I thought, this is my chance. If any place could deliver a steak like no other and change my mind about the food, it was Paris, right? It had to be. I've always wanted to be a steak person. I've always wanted to like steak. On the first day of our trip, we got the opportunity to go to a corner diner where I ordered the steak bourguignon. Maybe it was the fact that I was jet lagged or something, but this was not the perfect steak. Alas, my lifelong goal had still not yet been realized, but the trip was far from over and I was going to keep an eye out to find that perfect steak. One of the major highlights of the trip for me was that my family was staying in a B&B and about a block away from that B&B, there was a museum of art. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, so I apologize in advance. It was called the Centre Pompidou. The Centre Pompidou is an abstract art museum. The main thing that I remember from the museum was walking into it and being met with a giant white silicone tree right in the center. This was one of the art pieces and it was so lifelike, but it was clearly made out of metal-like material. In the museum, there were beautiful sculptures, tapestries, as well as a very cool geometric statue that was connected together and hanging from the ceiling. Getting to walk around the museum was really interesting as I got to see some of the abstract art that French artists had to offer. In the middle of the trip, I think it was three or four days in, was when I got to attend the Grand Prix. I remember waking up that morning and going to get, I think, some coffee or tea or something with my mother and then boarding a train to head to the Grand Prix location. My mom and dad were very worried because obviously I was a 15-year-old alone in a country where I didn't speak the language, but 
I was actually not too worried at all. I was really more so just very excited for the opportunity. So I finally got to the event site and I was so excited to play. I had been preparing to play in this tournament for about three months at this point and I had practiced for it and I was super excited. I felt that I was very ready. Throughout the day, I would meet a bunch of new people. One of the things that I was really concerned about was that I didn't speak the language. So I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to communicate easily with everyone that I was playing against. That turned out not to be a problem. It was actually very easy to communicate with my opponent, even if I didn't speak their language. Throughout the entire day, I was playing in the tournament, and I managed to play well enough that I made day two. If you don't play Magic and you don't understand what that means, it's okay. Basically, what happens in a large-scale tournament like this is because you have so many people, you can't decide a winner in one day, so you have multiple days where people play and the competition gets lower and lower. So if there were 1,200 entries for day one that means that by day two there would be about half of those maybe less than half of those so maybe 400 people got the chance to play in day two making day two was actually a very big accomplishment for me and i was super excited when i went back that night my family told me what our plans were for the next day and i had a choice to make i could either play in day two of the tournament or i could go to the Eiffel Tower with them. I am so thankful that I chose to do the smart thing and not miss out on a once in a lifetime opportunity to go see the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower was by far my favorite part of the trip. I remember getting off of the train and walking up out of the station. You can see this giant structure just in the middle of everything with parks surrounding it, people surrounding it. And it was truly a spectacle. My family toured the Eiffel Tower with a guide. We were in a group of, I want to say, 20-ish people, a bunch of families. And the guide took us through the Eiffel Tower and gave us information about it. I very much underestimated how big the Eiffel Tower was. You see it in pictures and movies and films, but when you're actually standing under it, it is a sight like no other. We went to the bottom of the tower at early morning, and by the time we had gotten to the top, the sun was already setting. And I remember looking out from the top of the Eiffel Tower, or as high up as you can go, because they don't actually allow you to go all the way to the top. But I remember looking around and seeing the city right when the sun was setting. Everything was covered by this orange light, and it was one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen in my entire life. After the sunset was when it got really cool. The Eiffel Tower at night gets lit up and is surrounded by these flashing lights that go over the tower. I remember the tower being just a spectacle of lights. It was yellow and red, and there were lights flashing over it. As we ascended the tower, it was around dinner time, and so my family decided to get dinner at one of the restaurants that is in the Eiffel Tower. In this restaurant, I found a steak. Now, this wasn't 
the be-all end-all. It didn't drastically change my mind about steak, but this was a good steak. <laughs> Walking away from the Eiffel Tower, I got the chance to look back at it, and it stood out to me as one of the greatest experiences I've had in my life. Getting to go up and see the entire city of Paris from the top of the Eiffel Tower is an experience that I'm so glad that I got to have. It was very breathtaking. Part of it being how high up we were, obviously. The next day, my family took cab tour around some of the old castles in France, one of which was the, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation again, so forgive me, I really apologize. The Chateau de Versailles, which is the castle of Versailles. I remember one thing that did kind of stand out to me while I was going through this castle tour is, wow, there are almost no people here. I don't know why I thought this. I just assumed that there would be a lot more people going throughout the castle. And I think that not having the amount of people that I expected to be there helped in seeing some of the grandeur of the castle because you go into these rooms and they're 30 feet high and they're so huge and just massive and when it's just you and two other people in the room you feel a little bit out of place you you feel like the castle is so much bigger than you because it is it it's enormous walking around the garden at the castle of versailles was another huge bonus they have this white stone garden around the place and there are these marble benches that you can sit on and you can feed ducks. There are fish in some ponds that you can go up to. And then obviously there are the wonderful hedges that surround the castle on all sides. I had never seen a castle before in my life. And so getting to see one and walk around and sit down in, in the halls and just look through everything was a very cool experience for me. I've always been really into medieval fantasy, so getting to walk through a castle and live out the fantasy of being a knight or being a king for me was really cool. Now, it wouldn't be talking about Paris unless I talked about some of the amazing food that I ate. Delicious croissants. Um, I know that that's not the way that you say it, but I'm not going to say it the other way because it, I will just make it sound worse. So I'm going to call them croissants. Well, I was on the hunt for a amazing steak. My sister was on the hunt for delicious croissants. Because when we were at home in the US, we would always get croissants from the local farmer's market. And while those are good, they are nothing compared to the, the real thing. So every morning, my sister would go out with my mom and walk to one of the local markets by Airbnb and find the best croissant that we could. So I think for the seven days of the trip, every morning we would try a different variety of one. Some other things that I got to try and experience on the trip for the first time were eclairs. Eclairs are this pastry with, um, they have like chocolate on top and then there's like a custard on the inside. They're 
delicious. What what could be bad about that? Another thing that I love, my family has always been really into having tea. So like afternoon tea is kind of a custom. And in France, uh, you so afternoon tea is a custom in my family. And you always have cheese and tea and crackers. And that's just kind of what you do. And in France, they have uh, French cheeses and um, some of the oldest cheeses in the world and some of the most aged cheeses. And so I got to try a variety of different French cheeses with my teas and it was wonderful. I really liked this one blue cheese that I got to try. I think it was aged something like 60 years, which sounds crazy, but it was some of the best cheese I've ever had. The best food, though, that I got to try on this trip was by far the duck. We went to this one French restaurant, and they had... I had never tried duck before. I'd seen it in, like, Chinese food and stuff in the States, but I thought, we're in Paris, I have to try this duck. It was some of the best food I've ever had. It is fatty, but... When you bite into it, the flavors just kind of explode in your mouth. Getting to travel with my family to Paris was definitely a wonderful experience for me. I'm so glad that I got to see the Eiffel Tower, and I'm also super glad that I was fortunate enough to be in Paris at a time where there was a tournament going on, so I got to attend the tournament. This trip was really amazing, and I'm very thankful that I got the chance to go on it. Looking back on it now, when I'm 20 and not 15, I would really like to go back because I think that I've changed a lot and that I could appreciate a lot more of what I saw there. Thank you guys so much for listening to the second episode of Solomon's Travels. We are on Spotify as well as the podcast app now. If you enjoy these episodes and want to hear more content from me, please remember to like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.